If you're looking to transfer old VHS or film footage to digital, head on over to avgearguy.com and let my man Gray do it all for you. He's got over 30 years of experience in the industry, and he will make sure your clips don't get lost forever. If you mention this podcast as well, you'll save 5% on your uh, checkout. So once again, head on over to avgearguy.com. That's avgearguy.com. And just tell him I sent you and save 5%. Good evening, good morning, welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. I'm glad to have you here, and you can follow along on social media, that's at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Oh, quick shout out before I get started to uh, Scott Loist, aka Spot the Looney, go back to episode 103. He gave me a little nudge to watch Nick Garcia's Flowers to Mom video. And I mean, I, I was probably going to you know, eventually get around to it. But, but when Scott mentions this, when he tells me, hey, this is a video you might want to check out, I stop what I'm doing and I check it out. That's, what I, that's how I roll. Because he told me one thing, though. He's like, you might wear out your rewind button watching this one. So I, I, you know I had to stop what I was doing and had to check it out. And it was perfect timing, Scott. So thank you for mentioning this. Because when Scott points out something like that, you, you have to take it seriously. You know, he was not lying, though. <laughs> I, I kid you not. And I sent him a message, too. I said, I paused it right after the first trick. Yeah. And But before I move on, I wanted to admit that I was a little nervous about going in on this video only because of the title. And I knew it was going to be one that might I might need, like, some tissues for or, like, have them nearby. And it was, you know, and I did. You know, I got a little emotional. And I love how they incorporated some of the clips of him as a child or well, actually even as a toddler. I went way back. You know, I was like, had all the feels is basically what I put the notes to all the feels, especially when his mom was combing his hair. I was just like little things like that. I love that. Those little moments way back in the day. So cool to see. So, yeah, the very first trick, as I mentioned, pause, rewind. What do you even call that, though? I wrote down half cab nose bonk shove. Right? or Because it's technically not a manual. Because it barely... I don't know. I'm going to stick with that. What, what are you calling that trick? Is there a certain tr- name for that trick? I can't remember. So, But actually, before that, so I, I actually circled back. I went to about, what, 27 seconds when he was sitting on top of that bank. You know, legs crossed, wearing the, you know, the Dodgers hat, just kind of looking down at the, the earthlings below. <laughs> he looks so like... Everyone looks so small down below. I was like, do you see the size of that thing? And notice his feet, too, upon landing, because he landed kind of on the middle of the board. He had to adjust, you know, for impact, you know, on rolling down and also as he hit the ground. But he didn't have too much time, you know. But that didn't stop him from, like, at least attempting to ride it out on the grass. <laughs> and he got pitched. Like, he, his front kind of snagged. He got tossed, you know, like, basically, like, into a, a sliding scorpion. I mean, he didn't even have a chance. There was no no exit strategy involved. <laughs> Which tells me, though, too, did he make that first try? Like, he's, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to roll into the grass, you know. Maybe we'll see in, like, some B footage or some either rough cut on that. But I was like, damn, he got pitched. But he did, I guarantee, he probably didn't watch it. But if, it get, if he gets word of it, he made uh, Ricky Henderson very proud of that slide. That was, like, a perfect slide. Just Distance, scorpioned out, 
like his his heels are probably basically hitting the back of his head, right? It was, it was that crazy. And then he just had to go and do an early grab back 360, 43 seconds. And you know what I did? I hit pause and I rewound that. But I didn't know there was a second, you know, angle coming up. I was like, whoa, hell yeah, dude, old school. But I did like the second angle, though. It was like, because you got to see how much, like, he really had to clear. That trick is not easy. That is not easy. Try it. I used to try those, what, it was off curbs, but I would only get maybe 270 at best. But launch ramps were the thing back in the day. Early grab, 360s, they are so hard. You got to turn, you got to move your, you got to spot your landing, you got to turn your head. Front sides were a little bit easier to do, but even then you're kind of going blind to it. But backside 360s were hard. <laughs> Still are hard. Try that trick. Let me know what you think. And, and try it into a ditch like he did. Yeah. So that's why I had to point that trick out. Dude. Bring it back to old school. He also did another, I wrote down, another ditch trick, but I wrote this down as a wally. But, yeah, because it's a wally. Or is it considered a, a pole jam? You know, that, that, I guess that's the question. But it's about a minute in, and I, I just call it, I call it a backside 180, 360 varial. And he kind of grabbed more, I guess, how's he spinning? He's spinning in the frontside grab or indie grab. Yeah, he's frontside grab. And I don't know. I'm just like, question mark? What? I mean, what the hell do you, am I even saying? Or what do you call that? Am I right? Backside with any 360 varial. Right? But how do you come up and over a structure like that? He kind of ollied into it, but he still wallied it in a sense. And I actually used to do that trick on a quarter pipe back in the day, except when I would do it, I would grab the tail and just kind of spin it around. You'd go up regular and then you'd still roll down regular. Oh, I never thought of doing it over something like that. That was crazy. It was almost late in a sense, too, if you look at it. And how insane was that nose slide to back Smith grind? 108 is what I wrote down. I was like, that actually made me laugh out loud. But I was like, are you kidding me, dude? All of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay, I, I see how it is. We're going to be like that, huh? Nose slide to back Smith on that tall edge. Are you kidding me? Just close your eyes and picture doing that. No side. Backsmith. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. But he wasn't done, though. This video is only a minute, uh, what, a minute eight in. He was not done yet. Nope. He then proceeded oh, <laughs> to do a gorilla grip jump over a bench. Yeah. And you have, here's the deal. You have to pause it. You have to go watch it. Check it out now if you haven't. 138. Look at that. It's glorious. Look how he's holding the board with his feet, like on the side. Only thing that would have made that better is if he went without shoes and socks, where you can see his just toes kind of curling under like they used to do back in the day. Like he was taking it way back again. Old school trick. I meant to look up how old this dude is. He can't be, he's not that old, right? He's in his 20s, right? <laughs> so funny to see that gorilla grip jump over the bench. And it's such an awkward trick to try and do. Try and do this on flat. Now try think you know think about trying doing that over a bench, you know, because you're you're rolling basically stomach forward, kind of like if you compare you know snowboarding versus skiing, you're coming stomach forward. That was nuts. And spoiler alert, he had another gorilla grip jump later. Yeah, I loved his line starting about two minutes in, and I'm I'm just calling it the I am speechless line. 
this caused major malfunctions in my brain. You know, just talking about it now is causing some like synapses to misfire. I was just like, huh? Like who goes to that spot and thinks I'm going to do that right there? You know? Yeah. So positive 203. I mean, that's probably one of the like the few locations that he could actually do that trick on. I mean, it's got to be somewhere that looks like a bookshelf or a tabletop, really thin, like a, a thin TV, you know, put on its side. That was such a crazy line. And does that slide even have a name? Because it's not a grind. He's not on the trucks. He's on the board. What is the name of that slide? What is that? And to, uh, of course, a body variable out. I was just like, uh, amazing. And then he had to add even more like old school tricks into the mix. You know, one at two minutes, 31 seconds. And then also at he did that caveman nose grind, 180, was worthy of pointing out as well. Very well done. Another laugh out loud moment I had was that tail stall to 50-50 down the rail, 311. I don't think most people realize how ridiculous that one is. Think about just the effort it takes to hop up onto the rail alone, right? So just pretend like you're just going to do it. You hop on, 50-50 stall. Ah, yeah, yeah, you laugh at your friends, whatever, how, crack a beer. Yeah, yeah, we made it. But to be able to nudge yourself or actually have enough momentum to go down that kink and go down that rail was ridiculous. <laughs> I was cracking up like, seriously, dude? Most people wouldn't even try anything on that, that bar, uh, on that rail. And he goes, ah, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, there's no run up. Yeah, I'm just going to tail stall and jump onto it. Yeah, no big deal. We'll make it happen. His very next trick, though. Had me thinking of Aaron Monty over at Skatos' podcast. Shout out to those guys. I know he was throwing stuff against the wall after that insane hippie jump. <laughs> Not only did Nick hop over four stairs, he decided to make it worth the effort, you know, and throw in two rails for good measure. You know, just because, right? And not only did they have, they had, they had one rail on the top of the uh, stairs, right? And another at the bottom. And both were not the same length. So he had to deal with one at one height. It was, he had to jump over that. He had to clear. And then he was falling down. You know, gravity was taking him down. He had to clear the second one. So that makes two potential points of disaster, right? If you snag your toe on the first rail, you end up taking like a bite of the rail below, right? You have blue all over your face. Or if you end up, you know, snagging on the rail below on the, the cement, you end up chomping on some like <laughs> asphalt, basically. And has someone done a trick at that spot before? I can't remember. It just looked kind of familiar, but then it didn't. But what else could you do there other than hippie jumps, you know? But that got me thinking, too. I was like, what the hell is the point of those rails to begin with? I mean, to stop people coming in? You know, stop them from coming in or from escaping? And what is that place? Is it a school? And do they modify it a bit to get that trick? You notice that, too? If you look on the, it looks like on the right-hand side, they're missing that, that bottom bar. So I don't know if they took that out to, to, to you know get the right clearance for the hippie jump for the board to kind of roll through. But then again, if you look at the area closer to the building, it looks like there's a pathway there. So they may have steps on that side. But either way, I think they may have you know, modified it to get that mate. But then again, I asked, like, why not just have the entire sets of stairs available? I mean, is this their version of a skate stopper? <laughs> I mean, the whole structure looks... Like something out of a Saw movie. You know, let's play a game. But if anyone has more info on that spot, you know, please send them away. I, I, I was trying to. I'm like, have I seen that in a video before? And and if so, what, what was done there? I I don't know. But that was crazy. 
So yeah, I hope Aaron Monty's okay, you know, recovering from that, from seeing that clip. And then Nick went from right to left on my screen for his second gorilla grip jump. Say that real fast. Gorilla grip jump, gorilla grip jump, gorilla grip jump. This time to 50-50 on that bench, you know. I mean, and for us regular skaters, sorry to loop you in, us, you know, regular skaters, that would have been fine enough, right? No, not for Nick, though. He's not a regular human being. He just had to add in a flip and a body burial. You know, just because, right? <laughs> and can you imagine if you did that trick? When was that trick done? Back in the 60s, right? Yeah, 60s, 70s, right? <laughs> and without shoes, though. I want to see a rough cut of Nick trying that without shoes. That would be hardcore. Think about it. He does a you know, gorilla, grip, gorilla grip jump to 50-50 to flip, body burial, no shoes. <laughs> shoe sponsor's like, what the hell, man? Don't be all Lucas Puig on us. Put your damn shoes on. Stop the gorilla grips. Stop it. Put on shoes. We are your sponsor. And who does gorilla jumps like that anyway, you know? I know. I guess Nick does, apparently. And then we have his ender. I always like to play the game of, you know, when they have, like, all the attempts that in the in an edit like this, you know, where they kept showing the, the try and the try and try. And I always try to call the make, you know, because you can kind of feel it as you get closer and closer and closer. And, you know, shout out, you know, oh, that's the one. That's the make. That's the make. You know, and he or she gets it and rolls away. And I was spot on with this one. I could tell him, oh, that's the make right there. Because you just, you felt it. He just kind of, the way he went over those humps. It's like, yeah, oh, he's got it. And that spot would be scary enough to go down regular. But to go down switch and coming into it from a grind, I was like, uh, no gracias. That's a hard pass for me, dog. So well done, Nick. If you haven't seen this yet, go watch it now. Nick is only asking 4 minutes, 39 seconds of your time. Or unless you're like me and I like what Scott advised and gave me a heads up on. You're going to pause it a million times and rewind. So it might be a little bit longer than that, but it's time well spent. Time well spent. Oh, and as I mentioned earlier, like I said, I loved how they incorporated the footage of his mom. So RIP to Allison Dean Garcia. I wanted to mention that. It was in the title of the edit as well. But, you know, shout out to his mom. She seemed like an awesome woman, Nick. And you, you did her proud. Man, you definitely made her proud with this, Nick. Because it's an amazing edit with so many new, like unique tricks that I almost forgot we were in the year 2022. It, it was crazy. It's one that will make you laugh. But it could also get you, like, a little a little wet in the eyes, too. You know, and I'll probably revisit this one, man, revisit this one many, many, many times for, like, in my lifetime, forever. It's that good. It's one that I will revisit on occasion, you know. And keep in mind, he rides for Element, for all you Element haters out there. Keep an Element legit. So well done. Very, very cool. Quick sip of water if you don't mind. Hope you're having a great Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this episode. Go Niners. Again, bring on the lambs. Let's do this again. We got them last time. It could happen again next weekend. Okay. Next up is a, a video from DC Shoes, North Under Part 1. And this is from Sean Paul. And I already can't wait to see Parts 2, 3, 4, 5. How many are they going to do with this? I, I don't care. 6, 7. Let's do this, DC. So right from the start in this video, our main character, Sean Paul, he's getting the boot. You know, from a spot. We've seen this all before. 
you know, however, look at like a key thing, a key point that I've mentioned before. Look at how that employee handled the situation. You know, I, mean, I think I mentioned this last week. That's all they need to do or say, right? Just give them one more chance. Even if it ends up being four to six tries, whatever, you just tell them, okay, I know you're outside. You shouldn't really be out there. I'll give you one more chance. So that employee handled that situation like a pro. Well done, employee. Great job. Yeah, that's how you do it. And notice how Sean was a man of his word, too. He said one more try. Or they, the employee said one more try. He told him one more try, and that's what he did. You know, that's when, And that's when the real magic began. And by magic, I mean the music started up. And my ears perked up for a bit. It was, like, was kind of like a, huh? It sounded familiar. I knew I'd heard this song like a million times before, but it didn't dawn on me until about the like 27, yeah, 27 second mark. I was like, oh, wait, Wh- oh, what? Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Is he rocking his part to a Jane Child song? That's when my head started to bob. I was like feeling, I was bobbing my head, getting my vocal cords ready for some singing, which I did. Starting about 52 seconds in, I was letting it rip. Don't want to fall in love. I was, I was going ape. Big time. Yes, I know the lyrics. I was just kind of mumbling it right there. So don't, don't judge. And I knew right then and there, there would be no pause or whines going on for this first viewing. Not going to happen because I had some Jane Child to rock out to. You know, the whole ear to nose ring chain, like all that going on. Her awesome hair. Is it a perfect match for this part? Maybe not, but who cares? It's an awesome song. I, I was digging it. I was, I was feeling the vibe. Let's do this. One thing I love about this video is how they bookended it with Trix showcasing his insane like ability to pop out of Trix. So, for example, like that crooked grind, 41 seconds in, and those two ollies afterwards were no joke, of course. But look at the the way he popped out of that for one, and then he lands, no push, no foot adjustment. It's just the little things like that I wanted to point out. But, yeah, I like how they kind of started off with the great trick pop out, and, of course, they ended. Well, I'll talk about that in a sec. But the key thing is, too, during this video, I paid a lot of attention as to, like, how he positioned his feet as well. You know, certain tricks just kind of – came out of nowhere like unexpected like his line at about a minute two in you know he did that front blunt side on that bench and how he sets up for what looks like to be a nollie flip but it ends up being a nollie heel instead but his heel was raised for the most like for most of that pop it was so i rewound that a couple times like how what how do you do that sean like, it just doesn't seem right. His foot was way on the other side. Normally, heels, like, you have your toes kind of dangling. I mean, if you're regular foot, it's on dangling off the board to the right. Not here, though. <laughs> he still got it out. He just flicks at it with, like, power. And his spot selection at a minute 16 kind of reminded me of something Suchu would skate, you know? Because he ollied down three steps, and then he front 180 up one step, which set up for a switch varial heel, Manny, and didn't leave him too much room on the landing either, if you notice that. Like, maybe a couple of inches. So, speed was key here. And think about it. That's kind of hard to do. You had a hard to time because you're coming down steps all the way up. The 180 is maybe going to kind of slow you down a little bit. But, yeah, that was so cool. And I bet that was, like, 
so awkward on his brain at first. Like, okay, because either maybe he would land with some wheels hanging over or just land on the middle of the board until he got the right speed. So I had to point that out. It was very, like, Suchu-esque spot. So very cool. And Sean's switch game is, like, unreal as well. And it's almost like it was a 50-50% in regards to regular versus switch in his trick selection. I saw a lot of switch and a lot of regular. And he could do them both so well. Another one I wrote down, too, was he did a switch crook. And then he landed and he came back up to fakey front nose to nolly heel out. And I pointed out, and I wrote down, just the way he kicks out that heel, like he just, like Bruce Lee, like boom. That leg, that right, it was his, yeah, it was his right leg was just straight, like beautiful. Also, how cool was that blunt side about 215? It was right next to that water. It was like early evening, so the sun was going down. It was like the right light, amount of light and the right angle. And that's such a cool looking spot. You know, I wonder how many boards have been like, you know, saved or either lost in that water. Like, ah, oh, there we go. It's all waterlogged now. Damn it. And how about that? It was a nose slide back 270 out at two, 219, roughly. Just look at how those chains were cut out so we could pull that off. You know, I wonder if those, like the three dudes in the background, if you watch again, like look in the back left. I wonder if they had anything to do with it. <laughs> you know, because that's like a, such a unique spot. And vision, you know, if you're just most people if, with the chains up, you're just going to walk by that. But he saw that. He's like, I want to do a trick on that. We're going to wax it. I'm going to do a no slide on that thing and backslide, you know, back 270 out. Okay. Grab your bolt cutters or give me some city workers to make this happen. You know, stat. And I love how he thanked them for their work like shortly thereafter. Maybe they, they were part of it. They, they cut the chains. <laughs> and he was shaking their hands and, you know, probably saying like, you know, thank you for your bolt cutters. You know, thank you. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you once again. Yeah. Thanks for making it happen. That's the vibe I got, you know, because they were watching it or maybe they're just big skate fans. Who knows? But there's a kind of interesting that those chains were kind of cut when those guys were around. Eh, I don't know. Maybe there's a connection. Maybe not. Either way, though, that's like that's a man of the people right there. You know, I was like, you go, Sean. Make them work for you. Go. And his line about 224, and it had, I, of course, the tricks were great, but I got so distracted by that dude on the bike, <laughs> you know, as they kind of zip past him the first time around, right? I always like to see if random people walking or riding by ever stop to, like, look back and watch, you know, the what's going on. <laughs> you know, you got the skater kind of skating by fast. You got someone filming it. Some people look back, some don't, but he did. <laughs> you know, he just couldn't let his curiosity go. He just had to look back. What, what, what was that? And if you look back, like I said, around 2.33, eventually he turns his head and checks it all out. Just had to point that out. I know it's a random fact. And anyone else notice the back-to-back -back nollie flip tricks that were happening that happened to be downstairs? Yeah, 2.57 and 3.05. And both variations, what I, I wanted to point out, had his feet in similar positions. You know, it's the nollie heel and the nollie flip. Kind of the same, but he just, you know, flicks it. It just I don't know. I don't know how he does with the, the that foot positioning. And then he had the nose slide heard around the world. That ledge, that long patch of grass, that pop out, that landing with plenty of clearance, and that tail did not tap on that curb at all. Legendary. I think that was what quarter snacks is uh, number one, all right, in their top ten. Yeah, I think I recall seeing that. Well worthy of it, too. Watched that a couple times, too. Damn, so crazy. And that wasn't even his ender, you know? 
Once Jane Child finished her song, we got to see him showcase his pop-out talents again. You know, bookmarking the video, causing us all to scratch our heads. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to see what DC has in store for us next. So, hearing Jane Child was definitely a treat. I hadn't heard that song in a long time. Classic jam. And if you're not feeling it, you know, I su- either I suggest you listen to it a couple more times or do like this open, like turn your arm around and then look at your wrist and grab two fingers. Just put it right there and feel for a pulse. Yeah, make sure that thing's just... Jan Child. That's a, that's a classic song. Classic song. Like I said, is it a good fit for this video? Probably not 100%, but who cares? It was. I was loving it. I was singing along. How many times did it kind of karaoke to a song? I mean, to a video. Very rarely, right? So I'll put the link to the music video in the notes below as well. Yeah. All I have to say is, how are you going to top this one now, though, DC? Maybe some Taylor Dane? Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Wait, someone's used that song before, haven't they? I don't know. Use it again, if not. Who cares? We can do that now. It's 2022. But you know, actually, actually which I would, I was, I kind of went on a down a rabbit hole after um, hearing Jane Child, and I still have that song stuck in my head, by the way. But I was surprised that no one has used, actually, and this is for like any female rippers out there, no one has used "Book of Love's Boy" in their video part yet. I mean, that's a perfect skate video song for the right girl. Perfect song, perfect lyrics, perfect beat. It's got the 80s vibe to it. I think you got you can get some great clips with that. And you are welcome to whichever writer you know decides to run with it. I'll just preface it with that. Just give me a thanks or a nod or whatever. Say, you know, send me a DM. Say, hey, that's a great, great, great idea, Rick. I went with it. And it's the perfect, it's like perfect for a part that's mostly street, maybe some park footage, though. I probably don't see that as like a vert uh, song, like someone riding vert. It just wouldn't be it. Yeah. So. But who knows? It might. But I'm just saying. Book of Love, boy, classic song as well. Classic track. But yeah, let me know your thoughts on this Sean Paul part. It's damn good stuff. You know he gets the claps. Hell yeah. Don't want to fall in love, baby. Okay, I'm going to stop singing now. Damn it. See? See what you did, Sean? See what you did? Here for my lawyer, dude. And finally, I wanted to provide you a review of the first ever. Yeah, it's first ever, right? Yeah, I've been in the loop with Thrasher Magazine since their almost their inception. It's been a long time. First ever Thrasher Magazine football. So you heard that right. Don't don't wait. Don't bail out yet. And in case you haven't, you know, you just hear me out. A Thrasher football. In case you have not followed me on social media, though, I purchased two of these footballs maybe like a week or so ago. Super fast shipping, I might add. It, it arrived just in time, right the same day as I got my mag, too, which is perfect timing. And so it basically, I got one for me. You know, I can throw around with my son, kind of play. We were throwing in the backyard earlier. And another for the No Mongo Studio. So I'm going to have it on a display, you know, when I eventually do get this all finalized and set up. So, like I said, before you bail out on this episode, I mean, if you want to go, that's fine. But if you feel it's too, quote, unquote, related to sports, listen to the next, like, minute and decide or 30 seconds and decide so hear me out okay you just might be looking for a gift for like a friend or a neighbor who happens to be in the skating or you know respects the bible you know and, and you know they would probably want this 
you know, somewhere down the road. So you, you and you can thank me for for bailing you out. You know, see how this works, right? So I just wanted to preface it with that. You know, so it's, I'm not just going to talk sports. I'm talking about the football. So the Thrasher football is only about seven inches, and it's crazy. It looks way bigger in the photo. I mean, I saw it on it was either Twitter or Instagram. Like, oh hell yeah, I'm going to buy one of those. You know, they had it on display. Someone was holding it. So I, I wanted to start off with that. It did. My brain was kind of tricked, and when I got, it, I was like, oh much smaller than i anticipated you know and keep in mind it's then it's not they're not trying to be deceptive it does say it's a seven inch ball i just my brain was you know and to see the hand and the grip and it caught me off guard a little but anyway that's on me i just want to say that however it turns out that the nerf football that we've been using like for like forever for a long time now which is starting to kind of break apart is basically the same size i think the nerf one's a little bit fatter not too much though not too much so basically talking about the same size, but two kind of totally different footballs. And this is where I have to come with my only complaint about the Thrasher magazine football, the weight. So the Nerf ball we have, you know, we, we've been using this for a long time. As I said, it weighs 6.6 ounces. You know, it's, this ball is perfect to throw and catch. The size is great, you know, for my soon-to-be, you know, 10-year-old son. He can throw it. And keep on, like I said, we've had this ball for a while now. It's had some wear and tear, some exposure to moisture, which, you know, with Nerf balls, that kind of affects the, the throwing and the, and the weight of it all as well. But not too much because, it you know, it dries out, of course. But either way, though, I can throw a perfect spiral with the Nerf ball more often than not. You know, fast or slow, more of an arc or not. I have it down, you know, almost to where I don't even have to think about how I throw. It just happens, you know. With the Thrasher football, I found myself throwing duck after duck after duck. And for those of you who don't follow sports, it's basically like a wobbly pass. And with this Thrasher ball, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking like really wobbly throws, you know, and fast or slow, high arc or not. I did find that if I, I threw a pass more of at an angle or even like side-armed, almost underarmed, it comes out a little bit more easier and, and has a better spiral on it. But when I attempt to throw like a dart, like I want to just throw a fast one, it wobbles like crazy, attempt after attempt. <laughs> and I did manage to get a decent spiral maybe 10% of the time. You know, however, that I think that number is pretty generous. I would just kind of guess. I didn't really do, do like real stats and track each throw. And keep in mind, I can usually throw a football pretty well. I'm not trying to humble brag here. I'm just stating facts in regards to this football. You know, and I've used it for many days now. I still can't get the timing down. I've, tried, I've changed my grips, whether I grip it more towards the, the end or more towards the middle, you know, and you hold it like three quarters towards the end of the ball. My son has had a few decent passes with it, and I did find that if I held on to the ball just long enough and let the ball roll much longer off my fingertips, I would get somewhat decent results, you know. However, nothing like I get with that the nerve the ball that I can just pick up and just fire off a pass, boom. Like talking about dimes, just perfect spiral. More often than not with that. I did weigh the Thrasher ball and it clocks in at 4.6 ounces. So that, like for me, makes a huge difference. Only because I feel for that size, it should either be more dense and weigh more or be a few inches smaller, maybe like a four inch ball, you know? I mean, I'll continue to use this ball. And see if like my results change maybe as it gets worn out. Like I tried even gripping it 
harder, you know, and kind of squeezing it more as I threw in. And, you know, it didn't really change my results much. So maybe I'll even dunk it in some water and kind of let it dry out for it for a bit and see if that happens, you know, because these things all affect Nerf balls. So I just want to be fair and honest with it. But with that being said, though, I'm, I'm happy with this thrash, the Thrasher ball. And I'm not sure how many of these, like, they sold. But I'll continue to buy one as they keep them going, you know. My only suggestion is to make them, as I said earlier, either heavier or smaller. Because you're kind of in that, they're in that weird spot where, you know, if, you've, if you're familiar with throwing footballs, it's, it's just going to make your experience unpleasant. And especially if you're a newbie, <laughs> you're, you're going to just be like, oh, I don't want to throw this. I can't do this, you know. But it might not be your fault. So, in fact, if actually, if anyone at Thrasher happens to catch wind of this or hear this, I'd be more than happy to give you feedback on any future, you know, prototype balls you might try down the road. Um, you're very, very close with this one. Very, very close. You know, I, I have fun. I still can throw it. It's not like the ball hits the ground. It just wobbly as hell most of the time. Because the key is, too, with, with, with balls, with sports, is you want to make the ball good enough that people want to they want to throw it and they want to you know have, have them feel confident throwing it as well you know i've been throwing footballs my whole life and i don't feel confident throwing this one you know if you tell me rick it's uh there's six six seconds left you're the quarterback you got to do this for the winning touchdown you got to throw the ball i, I would feel about can i just we're gonna, we're gonna hand the ball off yeah so anyway the seven inch thrasher magazine ball is a decent addition to your uh ball rack i think it was like I can't remember what it cost. It was 15 bucks or something like that. It was it was worth it. You know, and I think they included shipping. So if you need one for your ball rack or your your sports rack or whatever, or even you know, like skate memorabilia memorabilia if you have a shelf, like I'm gonna have it, you know, in no, no Mongo Studios, I'm gonna have that there. If you are gonna buy one, I would just keep these things in mind. You know, for me, this is just me. Or maybe it is just me. Do you have one? How are your spirals coming along? Or are you like Rick, dude? Perfect spiral and darts every time, man. Dimes, man. What are you talking about, Rick? Come on. You you suck, dude. But or did you have to adjust your, you know, throwing motion kind of like I did? So just let me know. I'm very curious to hear. Do you have one? Are you gonna get one? If not, you know, kind of listen to what I said because it's um, you know, it, it it might help your uh you know, frustration, I should say, if you should you just throw a bunch of ducks and go, what the hell am I doing? So either way, yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I will talk to you next Sunday. Peace.